This episode is brought to you by Tabletop Dominion, purveyors of handmade dice and artisan gaming accessories. Why not head over to tabletopdominion.com and use the code BELLOW to enjoy 10% off your order. Who knows, maybe you will find your very own blue dice of power. Hello and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. Hello readers, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for sticking with this funny little show. Please rate us. Please review us. If you're listening to this on your phone, which you might be, why don't you pause now, head over to your podcast app, Apple, Spotify, whatever it might be, and leave us five stars of loveliness. Or fewer. Be honest. It all just helps us uh, appear in search and stuff. It's just useful. And as always, we would love to hear from you. Email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com. Nobody does that anymore. Paul's bag is depressingly flaccid and empty. Or you can find us on Twitter at billowinghilltop. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. That's it. I've got no other news or information. Just a quick warning, though. This episode does contain explicit scenes of magical item buying and selling. So you've been warned. Anyway, let's push on with episode 149 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast. To market, to market. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I'm here with the 300-foot-high hologram. It is Graham. Good evening. <laughs> My favourite player, Dan, Socialist Dan's Land, Dr. Eusebio, Spider-Lucas, Master of Spider-Science, and easing himself into a specially adapted and recently cleaned high chair. <laughs> we have... Who did the cleaning? Johnny. Don't ask. Paul and I... Well, Paul, Good you know, evening. Paul called the shots, and I did the actual... Uh, Elbow grease. Deed. Hard labour. Scrubbing. Did you brush. get a job lot on industrial cleaning? Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. We had to use, uh, had to use that, that room in the Taskmaster house with the plastic sheeting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, to, it's nice and clean now. Thank you very much. We had to, I had to wear one of those suits that they wear on crime scenes. <laughs> it's white things with the overshoes. But it's all like clean now and will remain clean until... Um, Johnny about halfway through this evening, I suspect, when Johnny voids himself at a moment of high excitement. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> we should probably push straight on. At the end of last push week, was an unfortunate choice of. No, <laughs> well, that's what he has to. That's the high chair. That's one of the restrictions. Then, shall I run a dice to see who has to do the. We've got no Paul, by the way. Well, he's here, but he's deactivated. He's on charge because uh, Scaly is not with us. So there's no point in having anyone, is he? Not with it. No, Scaly's not with her. Well, we've been doing Scaly. We've been, uh, oh God, we've been doing Scaly. Oh God. Scabby old fool. I don't know when that will have gone out or if it's going to go out later, but we've been separately doing some Scaly stuff, which readers, you've probably heard already by now. Anyway, whatever. Well, we have. So, uh, <laughs> no, I know. Well, that's kind of yeah. the point. I'm going to roll a D4 looking around the table, left to my right, doing the recap of this very week. It is Graham. Super. Can you remember what happened last time? Uh, some of it. So we definitely decided to visit the Outsplinter headquarter house. The residence. The residence. Uh, we scoped it out a little bit, and then we decided to um, climb in through the back courtyard garden into the house. I think we encountered a maybe a guard. Yep. And an old lady, which I seem to recall Uncle Buggy... Uh, beat in submission with his great axe and stuffed in his bag of holding. He's now <laughs> he wandering around the building in his glowing cloud of smoke. Yep, with an elderly woman. With an elderly bag. woman That's in his right. yep. bag. Sessions, I think, is drifting around the house invisible. Yes. Not really invisible, committing yep. to too much. Parker, I think, has the guard manacled and is ushering right. them upstairs following Burple, who has explored the upper level of the building and may have discovered Cuthbert. Has discovered Cuthbert, or something that looks very like Cuthbert. I was going to say, we don't know for certain. Yeah, you never know with this whole kind of setup. And we have no um, no scaly with us. You've got no scaly. You're down 20% of your strength mm. yeah. and 100% of your paladins. <laughs> but we don't need another hero. Oh, very nice. <laughs> now, you see, if only that, Graham, could have been the um, episode title. She lived down the road. Mm. Who? Tina Turner. She lives in Kusnach. Oh, Tina Turner. So yeah, okay. She used to walk around Migro in Zumicon and nobody would bat an eyelid. Zumicon sounds like some kind of <laughs> superhero <Yeah>. conference. <laughs> <laughs> <With your costume. laughs> 
half that sentence made no sense. Mm. Anyway, we're, we're yes. getting distracted. Yep. Um, where are we? You see, now I've lost my place. Mm. Cuthbert. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, it certainly looks like Cuthbert. If I remember correctly, I have a sea invisibility running. And a right. detect magic. Where's this music coming from? Right. This guy, there seems to be a piano. Uh, do you want to It's coming over. It's coming from yeah, your I'll right. Into the, I'll step, into, step the into the room so you can see. And I'll go and plant myself on the sofa opposite Cuthbert. Cuthbert looks supremely relaxed about this. And he sort of nods like it's a good idea. Sitting at the piano on your right, in a one-fingered sort of way, picking out this tune, is uh, Hesty Testapod. Oh. Uh, looking a little bit older than when you last mm. saw him. Like, what? The years have sort of caught up with him a bit. And he smiles at you and says, Ah, your mother taught me this uh, little tune, Purple. And then carries on going. Cuthbert going says, oh Yes, yes, make yourself comfortable. Now, I don't know what we wondered about round sequence, because Cuthbert and Burple could have a conversation, but obviously if everybody's just frozen as we... Mm-hmm. So why don't we split things into two sort of sequences well i presume i'll be with them next round yeah right I'm... you'll be with them very shortly yeah. it's the number i've got which is the household is next at the end of burple's turn so what we can just do is check in with people and give them a turn each whilst we run events in the study does that does that sort of make sense yeah yeah sure why don't you just carry on with the round sequence now as soon as sessions realizes he's the only person left on the ground floor he's going to fly up to the upper floor but that's something that we can think about. Exactly. So you can have your conversation. I'm just going to yeah. Well, drift first, around. Do you want to say anything as you sit down at the end of your turn? I want to... Oh, by the way, there's nothing invisible. Cuthbert is radiating mm. magic. Something... Sorry, uh, can definitely... I just interrupt? Yeah. Just scrolling through the news, and apparently Tina Turner just died. We know, Johnny. <laughs> that's what we were talking about. But you were... It's not a coincidence. Yeah, that's why we mentioned oh, the song titles. Yeah, sad. Yeah, let's uh, talk about Tina Turner because okay. we heard she died. I thought it was like, Oh my Sorry. god, you must have just. <laughs> I thought it was cold, some slightly weird. The cold concept. grip that must have settled down <laughs> your heart, Johnny. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Mike just mentioned David Attenborough. Shit. Oh, um, googling check. He's still going. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to run my detect magic over him and try and get some kind of aura. See if he's basically an illusion. Like a scanner in Star Trek, just like uh, detect magic on no, you. No, it's already running. Detect magic on you. Yeah, there's illusionary <laughs> magic and there's some kind of transmutative magic. So on it's not him. really him. Good question. You don't know. Looking at Cuthbert while I scan him, I will say, uh, "So, Hesty Testapod, how come you are here?" Directing that obviously at Hesty Testapod. Well, I'm looking at Cuthbert. There's no answer from Hesty Testapod. Right. Is he also illusionary? No illusionary magic. Some kind of... Tr there is some magic aura on him, but then there's always a magic aura on Hesty Testapod, I suppose. He's much older, is he? Just a little older. Visibly older, though. You think he's in his 60s? Maybe it's just the cares of the world have aged him a little, rather than him having travelled through time or become 10 years older or something weird like that. Are there any invisible sensors anywhere around the room? Nope, nothing. It's all completely okay. clean. So he doesn't answer me when I say that? No, he keeps on playing the piano. In which case, I'll say to Cuthbert, so how are we going to resolve this? That, Cuthbert says, is a very good question. At which point, the little girl that was in the hallway comes giggling into the room. Yeah. She says, Uncle Bertie, Uncle Bertie, have a look at my picture. And she skips up towards the fire, jumps up onto the sofa next to Cuthbert, kind of curls up next to him. And it looks like she's been drawing in a book and she's showing him the drawing. He goes, oh, that's very good. Then he looks up at you, Burple, and he says, They're not real, of course. What, what aren't real? And they can't hear us. As far as they're concerned, they're living, breathing people. I have to remind myself from time to time, to be honest. But everybody needs a family, and you, dear Burple, will understand that more than most. I'm not really following. Who's they? Really I mean, weird. Are everybody they in the are they house? Doppelgangers, or... He nods at the little girl, and he looks over your shoulder at where right. he's sitting. Oh, there's some mulchrams, aren't they? They're not living things. Mm -hmm. Let's pick up with Buggy. Buggy, you're downstairs. You're in a cloud of smoke. You're in the kitchen. What do you want to do? Right, this guy that's a uh, young chap, he's just got up, stood up by the sofa. Is he... I can't remember if he said he was a hostile. He's moved or... a little bit out now. He's standing out in the room. In fact, out on the opening of that room, the doorway, 
and he's he's kind of going now 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 to these two toddlers who are in a state of some panic. Right? Does he have a weapon? Does he have armor? Does he look like hostile? I think I described him last week as he looks like an accountant on a Sunday morning. He looks a bit bleary, like he's been asleep on the sofa. And he looks a little bit concerned because these two little kids, I mean, his little kids, you don't know, are in a state of distress. I'll shout to him, where is the cellar or basement? He looks confused. Tell me before I chop your head off. (laughs) Well, he's looking looking confused. Who is is that? He's peering. I'm in this smoke cloud. Tell me where the, the access to the cellar or basement or I will chop your head off. Tell me now. <laughs> uh, there is no cellar or basement here. Um, who are you? Why are you scaring my children? And he's sort of... Well, he can't take a step because it's not his turn. <laughs> where but he would... Uh, where, 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 where's the thieves' guild? The, um, where's... He, looks, he looks genuinely mystified. Yeah. Where, where's the den? He looks really, really out of sorts. Uh. He looks like somebody who was asleep on the sofa... And they've woken up, and their kids are screaming, and they've walked out into the hall, and there's a voice shouting from his dining room from a cloud of smoke. Tell me where the basement is, or I'll chop your head off. Where's the thieves' guild? <laughs> Genuinely, he looks like a man who's just utterly baffled and kind of starting to get rather panicked. That's what he looks like. Uh, he may be pretending. You can roll an insight check if you want. But Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's no, no. Okay. Well, you've sort of told me already, so that it wouldn't be worth I've said that's what he, I've said that's the impression that he's giving you, yes. All right. In that case, with the rest of my go, I'll make my way up the stairs. Yep. You pass Parker and uh, the guard. Okay, well, I think basically I can get to the, the top of the stairs. Fine. Put yourself at the top of the stairs, put your mini um, at the top of the at stairs. the southern end of the corridor that we know leads to the bedrooms after peering through those windows. Yes, one of the doors is uh, open. The door to your left buggy. One that leads into a room that you guessed was belonged to somebody elderly because there was a cane leaning up against one wall and there were glasses on the bedside table and a book. No hostiles? Nope. Okay, that's my go. There is a a very small micro dressing gown with Chinese dragon design hanging over the back of a chair. So this is Esti Testapod's room or a doppelganger version of him or a smulcrum version. Something. Can't be the real Hesty. It's my go. Anything else from you? Parker? Right, well I'm as I said, I'm frog marching this woman up the stairs and I will continue. Yep. You get to the top. Basically, the stairs lead up into a cloud of smoke, but you can kind of. Well, I mean, obviously, I know what the cloud of smoke is because. Yeah, right. But yeah, absolutely. Past me. Yeah. I'll so just keep on. I'll say I'm at the southern end of the corridor. Just head north. Yeah. I will basically in, move into the room where Verbal is and push this woman down into the corner. Sure. Cuthbert goes, Oh, hello, Parker. Hello, Maisie. She says, Sorry, boss. They were too quick for me. He goes, Not to worry. They're too quick for a lot of people. And while we're in the business of taking free actions, he says, um, You should leave them alone. You pick up that he means her. I ask you to spare them. Sessions. Unless you've got something else you want to do, Parker, or say. No, I think we're just basically going to have a conversation now. I'm just waiting for what Cuthbert says. Sessions, well, as I said, everyone has moved upstairs, so I will move upstairs. On the uh, sweepstake? Yep, I'll stop sort of halfway down the corridor, I guess. Okay, well, you can see through the door, you can see Parker. You yeah, can see I'm going to just see the sit fire in a where I can see Cuthbert. Yeah, you can get to the point where you can see Cuthbert, but you're hanging back a bit. Mm-hmm. The piano keeps picking out this... It's familiar, this tune. It's got a sort of melancholy feel to it. On 17, it's purple. So why have you uh, imprisoned these people? Oh, I haven't imprisoned them. They're free to lead their lives. I'm, I'm their uncle, you see. Her uncle, to be exact. Points to the little girl. Uh, as she, well, as far as she's concerned. And they lead an all life. It, it grounds me, you see. Um, I get lonely. This is the closest thing I have to a family. They don't know. As far as they're concerned, they are just a normal family, leading a normal life. Um, uh, the servants in the kitchen, uh, they're real. I'd be ever so grateful if you could spare them too. They've got no part in this quarrel. I do believe that we can still come to an arrangement. Well, the problem is that you seem to be hell-bent on bringing about the Age of Worms, which, as you know, is a um, bit of a problem. 
What on earth gave you that idea? Well, you are one of the prophecies. Your actions is one of the prophecies that foretells the, the coming of the Age of Worms. You must know um, this. Prophecies? Oh, you don't know this. Uh, no, I'm, I'm flattered. I have to say that this is using up time you really don't have, but come on, tell me, what do you mean by prophecy? What do you mean by available time that we don't have? Burble, as you know, the Wheel of Days turns for the time being. Let's just say things are in motion. So we're determined to uh, to finish things by force, are we? Not at all, Purple, but let me put it like this. You have just broken into my house, and I have not lifted a finger. A finger? I'll show him the middle finger. <laughs> well, like this finger, you mean? He kind of slumps and sighs a bit. <sighs> he looks at you, Parker, with an expression that says, Really? Can nobody control this guy? So, your men in the casino, that was you not raising a finger, was it? Against you, Purple. Well, you didn't say that. Oh, I see. Are we saying that all of us are non-violent? Well, you stole from us. You deceived us. Are you denying it? I think we can still come to an arrangement where we can coexist peacefully. What did you have in mind? I think one thing we need to understand, Purple, is quite key, and I don't know how much you speak for your companions, but are you actually willing to come to an agreement, or are you dead set against it at any cost? At which point, you know, there, there might be some violence, and um, all I'd, you know, I'd ask, if that is the case and it comes to that, would you please just uh, spare the innocent inhabitants of this house, because, you know, they're not part of this. But if you are willing to come to an agreement, well, that'd be marvellous. And, you know, we could uh, come to some kind of deal where we could coexist peacefully, don't you think? I'm amenable to doing stuff in Frostanger, but we just felt that uh, Fortuna was going to get a raw deal out of it. Ah, Parker, yes. I appreciate that I may not have been as explicit as I could have been, so let me lay out the terms of deal again for you. Now then, the gems. The gems I did not steal, uh, I never stole. The gems that burbled through one of them on the ground which I picked up, and Parker, yes, you have the other one. So no, not stolen. They're yours, you can have them back. And we'll even remove the uh, tracking enchantment that we might have placed on them as well. Along with the tracking enchantment, we uh, placed in all of Alessandra's items before we return them to you. Yeah. Next, I promise and solemnly swear that I shall not interfere with or try to take possession of the Dice and Desire Casino and Pleasure House. We will leave Fortuna alone. And on that, and, and because I, I love you like a brother, Burple, you see, it's that Fortuna, she's in hock with another family, the Gomp family. You see, they are not so powerful as they once were since I uh, came to prominence. Y you weren't aware of that now, were you, Burple? So that's a free one from me. And it Goes without saying, I think I'd make a far better business partner. <laughs> now then, oh, in return for all of this, I would like you just to do some very simple things for me. And it is simply that in Frostanger, you make representations to Smebaboo, Boo Badly, and Siege to get them to allow open communications with myself in order that I can reopen my trade routes to Frostanger. It's very simple, you see. That is all I want, nothing more. And if you do that, we can coexist peacefully. You can go about your business in even style, whatever it is you're doing, although I suspect it's something to do with trading in magical items. But that's it, quite simple. What do you say? It's possible, with a further clause, that you refrain from any further attempts to 
obtain items in our possession. Oh, yes, of course. Ever. I don't think uh, you have anything that I want. Maybe not now, but we did. And you tried to... you sent some people to obtain it from us. Oh, that was Severiana. I mean, different... different leadership. Different times. No, 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 I'm not interested in such baubles. Uh, no, she, uh, She was quite obsessed with the Rod of Seven Parts, you know. Not for me. I've, I've got far too many other things to be worrying about, don't you know? So, Mike, uh, just stepping out of the conversation for a second. I mean, I'm just trying to understand the mechanism that has a hestitestapod that saw me come in and responded to me, but now doesn't know that I'm talking to him. I'm trying to work out what they are. Do you mean... What, what, they're not real. Can I make an arcana check or something? Yeah. I mean, I'm crap at arcana, but... Twelve. <sighs> well purple what seems to be going on first of all they seem to be physical they seem to be real so are they doppelgangers are they creations or simulacra or automata magical somethings they also seem to be possessed of some kind of self-awareness to the extent that they seem to have identity they seem to understand who they themselves are but they also seem to be blind selectively blind and you're not quite sure what's controlling that so for example cuthbert can say hello to his inadvertent commas niece and everything seems perfectly normal and then he can look straight over her at you and say she's not real you know and she doesn't seem to pay any attention it's almost like somebody who lives in 2d world and their perception of a 3d object they only see the two-dimensional shadow of that object in their world maybe there's an element whereby they're just incapable of perceiving i'm giving you way more than a 12 earns you <laughs> incapable of perceiving interactions with real existence that don't fit their odd kind of separate bubble world. Drones. That's clumsy, but you get where I'm I do. kind of Can go. I do something? I'm trying automata. Can I do something now? Go on. Dan can say something, and then yes, it's you, Buggy. Well, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to understand if this is Hesty Testpod somehow imprisoned, or whether it's a like a programmed illusion or something. But it depends on whether or not you trust Cuthbert. What Cuthbert seems to be saying is that. It's not really Hesty. Mm. Yeah, so it could be a doppelganger. Could be. Except that it's a doppelganger that doesn't know that it's not the person that it is impersonating. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. Why, uh, do you, why do you have an effigy of Hesty Testified? Mm. Oh, I thought you'd make you feel a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> Obviously not. Well, this room that's apparently Hesty's. Yep. I'm just going to do a quick look around... To see if there's anything that I think genuinely his. So there's this dressing gown. Genuinely oh, the his. The bedside table. First of all, there's nothing hidden. So I don't need to make you make a kind of investigation check. Everything that is to be found is easily findable. They could be Hesty's real things. Assuming that, that you can overhear the sense of the conversation taking place at the other end of the hall. If somebody was going to create a pretend Hesty but steal Hesty's real stuff to put in pretend Hesty's room, that would be odd. So your sense looking around is these are things that are like Hestie's possessions. Perhaps to, as it were, furnish the fake world of a fake Hestie that doesn't know it's fake. Right. Valuable. Anything valuable. Oh, I'm looting. just totally uh, nice. confused. You might be able to melt the bath down and sell it for uh, <laughs> scrap. No, okay. Uh, All right. Some of the furniture you might get a few silver pieces for. No. There's no, like, okay. magic stuff or... Yeah jewellery or anything. Oh, I, I think they're just simulcrum, aren't they? But Depends on whether or not you take what Cuthbert says mm. at face value. Don't think it and the thing he says at face value. But simulacra don't behave like that. Don't they? I can't remember what the spell does. What it's like is like Blade Runner. They're fabrications. Yes. It is um, home again, home again, jiggity jig. Good evening, <laughs> JF. That's what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, except of course that's a cultural reference to purple. It's <laughs> yeah. utterly incapable of grasping. <laughs> I will cast a message spell to Parker to say, what do you think? Well, firstly, I'm utterly confused. About the uh, deal. Secondly... Do, do we take the deal? Well, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see why anything wrong with taking the deal. It's not like we're going to really seriously get into bed with the Mafia here. In the current circumstances, it seems to me like we're negotiating a, a truce rather than... Yeah, but you know, with the... I mean, we were planning to go back to Frostanger. But with the proviso that we put in a good word with... I don't think we need to put in a good word. I mean, we just need to put in a word. 
we just need to basically say all right when we turn up in Frostang and we're going by the way we understood that you're not talking to Cuthbert just pass it on I mean we don't need to sort of go and yeah okay slobber and be his emissary you know I think it's just useful for him to have somebody who's actually turning up in Frostanger and going to this party well why not what we don't have to go and say is we are the emissaries of Sir Cuthbert blah 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 and act no. like we're his lackeys I'm just well, saying can just we can just agree can, to it and then not we do can, it I mean got no well, loyalty to well Cuthbert. I don't yeah but I don't see the point in that no, you'd have no. But then he'd have no it. requirement to do what he's promised today. Yeah. No, but he's he's. I'm just deal. saying for the deal that's on offer. So there's a well, short term and a long term thing. We're about to go and kill him. There's a short term and a long term thing. The short term thing is. When we left the is, casino, we were prepared to go and storm yeah. his thing and, ki- and basically kill him. And, yeah. And so, you know, the idea that we we're not sticking to the word of a bargain with him I don't think as I said I think there's a short term and a long term the only other thing is innocence or relatively innocent people will be affected by that decision which is the the gambling hall so I guess we on that basis we will have to stick to but I mean other all I I said as I said I think there's a short term and a long term thing the short term thing Guthrie looks up and says well would you like a little bit of privacy to talk about this amongst yourselves that's why I used a message spell to talk with Lucas yeah, I yeah. know, but Johnny's um, yeah. Johnny's shouting down the hall <laughs> from the well, cloud of smoke. Oh, oh trust him. <laughs> Let's draw a veil over the Tanu-like mental communication that's <laughs> taking place. That message spell has obviously gone backwards and forwards quite a lot as well. In theory, it's one message one way, yeah. one message the other. Yeah, we're out of round sequence. We'll keep an eye on the clock, Whatever. but yeah. we're out of round sequence. Cuffbutt squiggles the hair of his niece and then stands wearily up from the sofa he's a young man a very young man young man (laughs) but he looks weary i mean it's not him but he looks weary and he kind of rubs his hands over his face and kind of shakes his head a little as if he's not had enough sleep and he says if you need some time do let me know uh things are moving on time is ticking tick tock tick tock uh just once again they may not be real but they don't know that and they're innocent, so I would just implore you. If the answer is no, I would I would just ask that you spare them if we have to go down that other road, which would be unfortunate. I'll let the old woman out the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have a quick search of this bedroom, the other bedroom. It Wait, might be her bedroom, actually. Um, there's nothing particular. There might be some jewellery. Yeah, you can steal some jewellery if you like. Looks like it's worth a little bit of money. Do you want to steal her? No, I won't steal Angel. Okay. Okay. I mean, I can't think that there'll be anything... Okay, I think the only question is... Go on. Do we feel that at this point in the campaign we need to deal with this, or do we just park it and come back to it later? That's what I'm thinking. I think we want to park it and move on. Park it. There's some weird stuff going on here, and it's obviously not all not come to well, light. Well, it might not be part. Uh, it, it might not be part of the main story. It's part of the prophecy, which might imply that it is, but it's not necessarily. So it's all very weird. Just like if we Trust detect, if we sir. detect any That's of your gaming purple, <laughs> we detect any meddling in our affairs, before we agree, off, and we'll come for you. There's a very brief moment where he seems to sort of flicker. Mm. Uh, briefly, it's Alessandra standing there, and then it's back to him again. He doesn't seem to even have realised that that happened. You were saying, Graham, about... Yeah, I think there's one question that he needs agree. to answer before we uh, before we agree. Oh, hello, Sessions. Yeah, I'm here. He says, looking, looking in your general direction, but not being able to see you. Yeah. Is, is he working actively in any form to, um, to bring about the Age of Worms? What piffle? Absolutely not. I mean, Purple's been kind of twittering on about this prophecy thing. I don't quite understand it. Why on earth would I want to bring about the end of all things? I we mean, it makes absolutely background. no sense whatsoever to me. Rubbish. Just checking. I want to do an insight check on him. 30. The natural I mean, 20. Whatever it is that you're talking to seems to be on the level. Okay. So if we do this agreement, then we can swap our magic, can we? Or, or acquire our magic list. You got a deal. Maybe one other question we should ask and watch for the reaction is, who are we actually talking to? Who's behind the voice right now? We need to verify that it's it's actually Cuthbert, don't we? Or at least to figure out whether we think it is or not. 
Not that it changes Ask him much, a personal but... question from the past that only he would know. I think it's generally him that we're talking to. Maybe not. Well, I mean, they have some link then. to the the devils, don't they? To some powerful <laughs> demonic forces. Definitely not on the level, but I I think it's good enough to kind of ignore him if we can just you know not hear from him ever. We could ask him the name of the. Just trying to think of something only Cuthbert would know. The name of the the bird that we asked for directions in the Miss Marsh. I'll go back to the whispering can. Something, some detail from that. The lanterns. Obsidian. I beg your pardon? Yes, you could ask him what he collected when he was in the in the whispering cairn. What item did he collect from the, the entrance? Yeah. Although, don't forget, he did actually know about the boy. Mm, so. Did he know about We're the boy? Well, he was arguing... You're asking what Hesty Testapod was wearing when we first met him. Will he know? He'll know it's a dressing gown, won't he? Because he's got a replica in there. Bedroom. Mm, that's true, I suppose. So we were going to say, who are we talking to? It's Cuthbert, eh? Who are we speaking to? Oh, Bugraft. We never really got to know each other. Yeah. I can't, you can't. I can't ask a question about the obsidian because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else will have to ask. What question were you going to ask? What item did he collect from the entrance of the Whispering Cairn? Which was the answer was pieces of obsidian. Oh, I see. But I can ask that question, because it was my question. No, I'm obviously not really here. No, we know that. We just want to know who's behind the voice. Is it Cuthbert? I'm a complicated person, Bugraft. I'm not everything I appear to be. And even if I were to be with you in person, I would not be as I appear to be. You must understand. I have a heritage. It is not something I control, but I live with it and I can exploit it. But I am of the world, not from out of the world and I have worldly concerns so if you deal with me straight I will deal with you can straight can he answer the question about the item in the entrance the fragments from the entrance he reaches into a pouch in his belt and he says ha here you see I've kept a couple of these for sentimental reasons ah the fun anyway anyway tick tock tick tock decision time okay I mean I, I'm okay with it are we all agreed then? Yeah, I know. I'm alright. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. He disappears and reappears in the hallway. It's not really a teleport. It's more like the real. his signal has been switched off and then switched on again somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He walks down the hallway towards the bedroom. Does anybody want to follow? Yeah. When you get to the door into the room that you think may belong to the lady that you had in your bag of holding... He stands in the doorway, and on the windowsill, there is a raven. Mm. And he nods to the raven, and the raven flies away. Mm. And he turns back to you, Buggy, and he says... Excellent, and good luck with the rest of your adventures. Hang on. And he disappears. What do you want to do? I'll say out loud, you you forgot to remove the enchantments. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen, but... And where are the other gems? Well, he said that he would return to you, and he would remove the enchantments, but... You're not quite sure what that's going to involve. Mm. He's not let you down, but we didn't so get into it. So now what do we do? Head back to one of the casinos and get our magic list sorted. Do you want to do yes, it? let's do that. Where did we leave Fortuna? Well, she was sort of packing up to flee. Uh, you were talking about... <laughs> you were talking about trying to pacify her. Buggy was saying things like... Uh, we can fight to the last man. Um, yeah, that's we right. can fortify this place yeah. and make a final stand. <laughs> and it, it, she looked like she would rather be anywhere but but there, as always. <laughs> absolute genius for Johnny. So, what do you want to do? Well, let's go back to the. You can head back. You can head, head back, back there. Yeah, magic. It's the only way you'll know if. Yeah, we'll head back know, there. Back to the Dice and Desire Casino and Pleasure House. Now taking bookings through Apeshit and Mage. Well. Things have settled. It's open. The head of Malaby Splinter Skull has been removed from the pike outside. And things have been tidied up. Keshia, looking kind of slightly bewildered but also slightly relieved to see you, is pacing up and down in the atrium at the top of the steps. And it seems like the casino is back in operation. When she sees you arrive, she's like, oh, you're back. Well, I don't know what you've done. 
but everything seems to be okay again. I've got something to show you. And she beckons you into the main part of the casino and beckons you back to the office where you had your confrontation with Cuthbert's people. And Fortuna, looking a lot more composed, in an office which looks like it's, well, they've put sawdust down on the carpet to soak up, you know, the most of the gore. <laughs> Things that were knocked over have been stood up and wiped down. She is sitting there, and on the table in front of her are two gems. She says, these arrived for you, and this, and there's a scroll case. I've had word that everything is fine. You must have uh, sorted everything out. Sorry if I was a little bit agitated before, but I mean, really, it's all right. It wasn't the best way to start the day. (laughs) There's a scroll case. Okay, let's have a look at the scroll case. You going to open it? Yeah. Explodes. There are (laughs) two (laughs) scrolls in there. They seem to have enchantments on them or some kind of um, spell on them. Something you don't particularly recognize. But you can read the tops of both. Yeah. They both seem pretty similar, but you'd have to cast the spells. They're not spells that you recognise. But what's the title of the spells? Well, they look like there's something to do with the removal of an enchantment. Okay, So what were the gems worth? 5,000 each. 10,000 gold pieces each. 10,000 each. So 5,000 gold pieces each. Well, there are three, aren't there? We've got three gems. Parker has got one of them. Oh, okay, we've got three. Even more. Yeah. And there's but how many of us? The foundation of your blood vendetta with this guy, you don't. <laughs> yeah, we're, not, we're actually not that bothered. <laughs> not that bothered. <laughs> no, you yeah. actually know what that. You actually don't know what the argument was about. No, the wrong. No, about just basically the picking an argument for the sake of picking an argument. <laughs> yeah, you just hate him. <laughs> yeah, but we've got thirty thousand GP, and there are yeah. three of us. Aren't there, there four? Are of five, us? There are five, five of, of you uh, in total, and four of you present. So, four ways is. Seven thousand, seven and a half thousand each. Seven and a half thousand each. Well, now that changes life. Mm, that's quite nice. Is anybody looking at these gems? Yes. Mike steers you into. Yes, they still got the gems. They don't seem to still have that little telltale yeah. three-part flame dwelling within them, but the one that Parker has got does. Uh-huh. Right. So the scrolls are to remove it on that, the third, and Alessandra's mm-hmm. items. Yeah, yeah. So but we, we will heat them in a pile and then cast spells. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Can we do that? Yeah. Fine. Yes. If you cast the two spells, one of them removes the enchantment on the third gem, and the other one removes the enchantment on Alessandra's possessions. Okay. So we can add seven and a half thousand GP to our character sheets. Correct. That's what they're worth. You have to sell them. We want to cash them in. Yeah, we want to cash them in. You can cash them in here. Fortuna looks a little bit dubious. Right. <laughs> so you never have to worry about those gems ever again. Right. <sighs> and now let's talk about acquiring some magical items. Yes. It's yes. so long so ago for that I can't actually, I can't actually remember what it was I wanted to buy. Right. And also, well, I have a note. Well, I, I have know what I want. I have it But all I have down, a note but of everything that you asked for. Actually, I'm going to have to review it again now because... Yes, because the situation is... No, no, no. (laughs) Well, it's your fault. Have we got Alessandra's Uh, items? Was I given a periaptic wound closure? Yes, uh, you had Alessandra's items when you made your shopping lists. And I think you factored in your possession, wish to sell, wish to retain of those items when you made your shopping lists. Uh, We did. I didn't because I... I gave you a note saying I sold the frost brand and ring of jumping not the periapt let me just get the um, let me get the stuff I factors in uh, Alessandra's stuff I don't have what you were selling I have what you wanted to buy I, I have written down what I was going to sell so let's start with sessions what did you want to sell what did you want to buy well I wanted to buy a cube of force yeah 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 I, what did you want to buy that I would let you have that you'd let me have so then we settled eventually I think it is an extraordinarily <laughs> overpowered item, the Cube of Force. It is. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> it's that's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, no wonder you wanted it. And there's no way that's, you know, ever okay. it's on the list, but it's not coming in. So I wanted to buy plus two breastplate. Yes. I think a sensor of controlling air elementals and a handy haversack. That's what I've got. Yes. And I was going to sell my plus one breastplate. Yes. Uh, purple. Burple wanted a girdle of giant strength. It's a belt of hill giant strength. Yep. Yeah. 
but I have a bit more money now, so I couldn't afford what was the next one up, Fire Giant or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember what the different costs were of the two. Okay, well, we'll get back to that. Okay. Buggy? Are we using the... <laughs> the, the Does anybody like? want to fundamentally rejig their selling and purchasing decisions in the light of the no, cash I, just I, I, I'll just... Um, um, probably I, not. Probably not. I need right. to check because the, basically I've sent you that list and I've tallied all the stuff up that I was selling. Well, you've only asked for one thing. Yeah, but the thing is that because basically I was selling it all to get the staff, but mm-hmm. if I remember rightly, there was another item which was about four or five thousand more expensive. I just need to go and read through the magic items list again. I can do and that. The only other one, I guess session. the Ring of Invisibility was kiboshed as well, yeah? No, you didn't ask for it. I did. It was option one. It was on the very first option I sent you. I've got option one or I've got option two. Yeah. And then I was like, well, which of those options do you want to go for? And you said option two. I thought you meant I could either go this way or I could go that way. I wanted to know whether either of them were permissible. Right. (laughs) For the purposes of just moving things along, Mm -hmm. my decision, basically everything I sent you, I'm still selling, right? And the only change will be is maybe I won't get the staff of striking, but I'll get some other item. But effectively, the whole process is going to... All it's going to be is there's just a different item at the end. And unless I say some item and you go, no, well, then it'll be the staff of striking, or it'll be some other item. But it's not going to fundamentally change the process we go through here now. Well, why don't you have a... While, while so, we do the others, let's work... Let, why don't we put ourselves in a position where Yeah, we yeah I mean, I will, I'm just about to go and look through it now, but I'm just saying... Okay, you look for it now... Let's go back to Buggy. I get the impression well, that you didn't realise that you had an Alessandra item that you could have been selling. No, right? it doesn't. I, it doesn't make any difference. I'll, I'll just sell it. I'm not going to get anything else. But in, in terms of the belt of giant strength, that that sane magical prices list, it says I, I did look at that, but it says it can't be priced because it breaks bounded accuracy. I don't know what that means. It means so there that wasn't they the price can't to it. Bounded accuracy is the system whereby all of the maths works in five e. And they're using that structure of maths to price items based upon pluses and what difference they make. What they're saying is that the belts of giant strength play around with how that maths works so that they can't use that maths as a way of pricing them. They're not saying you can't have them. They're saying we can't give you a price based upon the system we've used to price everything else. That's basically right. all they're so saying. So how, how did you, how did Dan come up with the price for the... He asked me and... Right. I think I've got some prices here. So I might go for a... The trouble is, it, it does require achievement, which is a bit annoying. Right. Okay, here we go. So you can't get anything above fire, because they're legendary. Uh-huh. Belt of Hill Giant Strength, 16,000 gold pieces, four days acquisition time. A Belt of Frost or Stone Giant Strength, 36,000 gold pieces, and an eight-day waiting time. Fire Giant Strength, 72,000 gold pieces, and also eight days wait. So what was 36? What was that one? Frost or stone. Okay. And, uh, I, and an eight-day waiting time. So you wouldn't get it this week. You'd have to come uh, back next week. You could have it in four days if you were prepared to pay double. It's anyway. Huh. I'll just stick with my original list. So Dan. Yes. What would I get? Are you happy roughly with what you want, or do you want to make any... I just tricks? want to ask, what would I get for Boots of the Oven kind? They're two and a half thousand. So one two fifty. One two fifty. What would I get for the bow of the east wind? It's very rare. They'll offer you 11 grand for it. Niche is the word they've got to use. So it's 11,000, 12,000. What would I get for the metamagic rod? You would get 8,000. 8,000. So that's basically mm-hmm. uh, 20,250. In cash, I've got 21,000. So I've got 41,000. So I could afford the frost giant whatever the yep. other one is i could have 36 that. grand stone or frost thirty-six thousand. Eight day wait eight days in this game is an age isn't it an absolute age yeah yep. how, mu- how much is a now. ring of invisibility <laughs> ring of invisibility ten thousand ten thousand there you go which i asked about first and it's legendary so you can't get it right a, there's something really weird in these tables mm. cheaper items are legendary you would have thought they'd be more expensive. <laughs> but in an odd position here, I agree with you. It seems like the pricing is idiosyncratic. It does yeah. directly relate to the rarity of the items. But 
we're not going to come up with another system. We don't have another system for pricing items. No, There's something no. in Tasha, isn't there? Or something in Xanathar? But it's massively punitive on characters. It's much, much longer waits, and it's much more expensive. I would take these prices if I were you. And the waiting times. Yeah. In Tasha or whatever it is, it's like weeks and weeks to get one item. So the hill giant strength is what? Oh. <laughs> I'll look it up, don't worry. No, I got it, I got it, I got it. No, I mean, what is the bonus? What is the number? Oh. That's all I mean. Sorry, I've got a DM's guide. Basically, I sh- so should strength, have had you made so. do this and then given you the gems back. Yeah. All of the work we've done to get you set up so that we could do this, it's all just in the fucking bin, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can go through my list. I'm done. You're done? Yeah. Okay, I'm, so now I all we need to do is, so Graham's done. And no yeah. change. Lucas is done. Johnny is done. We've got one more thing, which is Dan. What was your question? Sorry. No, no, I don't oh, have a question. It's it's 21 or 23 strength. Am I being greedy? Oh, you mean 21 of Hill Giant. So basically, it's a plus one or plus two on your strength modifier. I mean, it's plus loads on your strength modifier, but another one net yeah. if you go for stone or frost. For eight days. How long until the ball? The ball is on Asma Day. Today is Urt. So it's uh, six days. Moon Day, Tonj, weekday. Surely five thump. now. Sunday, Asma Day. Two days after that. Do I have to select now? Yes. You're, what you're doing is you're going to meet dealers in the casinos, assayers and procurers. Sometimes that's the same person. Assayer takes a jeweler's eyepiece and whatever enchantments and checks that the items you have up for sale are... Genuine. All right. Yep. Genuine. And then they give you a price for them, mm-hmm. which we've already established yep. in our... I'm happy with that. And then you tell them what you'd like, and they go off and try and find somebody who can source the item that you want. And we have to have a rule that represents how long that takes, and depending upon the rarity of the item, that's how it works. It's a really simple system. Mm. There's no dice rolls, there's no... So I'm happy selling the items, right? So that gives me enough for frost or fire, whatever. So Mm -hmm. my question is, if I say get me one of these if you can get far good if you can get the other one good i'll take i'll take whichever one you can get in four days okay i see where you're going with this, but i days. don't think we can kind of get into that okay i think mike said it's double the price if you want to do it in half the time right i understand that if you want to nail on but i'm saying if you could try and get i see what one. you're trying to say were you to stumble across this fantastically rare item while looking for the other one mm. i would buy it off you is what you're really saying yes I can't get into that because then I'm individually trying to assess each individual item and making dice rolls and stuff. It just gets really complicated. Okay. It's just a, even more. It would com- just be a roll, wouldn't it? Like a, a six days as opposed to eight days. The moment I say, Dan, <laughs> yeah. that actually there is a potential for you to get an item that I've said you're going to get in eight days, four days based on a roll, we have to start all over again and everybody else would be like, no. oh, well, in well, that they, case. You know, that legendary <laughs> item, maybe that's attainable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to add something, something immutable. You have a nice yeah, immutable system. system based on days and prices. Yeah. I, what do you think, guys? Should I, go, shall I go for the extra plus one? I would no, always. not for eight days because you'll need it in, you know, it's all going to kick no, off no, in six but days. Presumably you're not going to get rid of something while you're waiting. Will you be down attack bonus while you're waiting or is it just well, that you're I'm, not going to get that part with these items am I beforehand he's going to line up a buyer yeah, no 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 yeah. you part with the items otherwise you don't have the money yeah no no, no. at the time it's, uh, it's well, not like you show them the items and then they go off for ages trying to find all this incredibly rare stuff on the understanding that you're going to turn up with all of these items in four days time and hand it over whether or not people swap briefcases at exactly the right time or they leave them in escrow or whatever it is you say goodbye to one set of items you yeah. say hello to another set of items X number of days later. That's the way that it works. Right. Yeah. Okay. So well, I'm, I'm going, going to add to one sell. item to the list, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are you I'm adding? I'm going to add um, the Iron Bands of Bellaro. 4,000 cost rare. So it should also be available in four days, which I believe was the staff of striking was also four days. What do they do? It's a little ball. You basically throw it at somebody and it sort of... Wraps, okay. um, so band, you put around your thing, and it gives you storm giant strength <laughs> and three wishes. Actually, yeah. can I just make one small oh. edit to my <laughs> list? Yeah, hold on. Iron bands of Bellaro rare for yeah. Okay, what sessions is changed? I'd like to upgrade from the handy haversack to bag of holding. Oh, that's easy. 
What's the rarity of a bag of holding? Hang on. I had it open a second ago. Where's it gone? All 4,000? No. No. I've got it open. You can see what the rarity is. Uncommon. Like two days, isn't it? So it's actually quicker. Two days. What are we getting? Seven and a half thousand. Oh, just... No, I don't need it. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so we've got... Can I ask one more? I'm sorry. I've I've just got loads more money now. So I'm going for the hill. Right? So I'm going for the... Yes. 16,000. Right? Going for that. But now I've got loads loads left over. Right. Right, so I... Why... Sorry. I'm going into the casino. I'm finding somebody... you know, uh, uh, someone to buy these things, and I part with them now, and they give the, give me the money now. Presumably, Fortuna and and Thingy are sort of yeah. I mean, there's some kind of system that they have whereby the money is held in escrow, or some promissory note is worked out, or they put yeah. I don't know. I mean, in theory, you're asking some person to go out and, and buy you something incredibly. No, no, expensive I'm talking about selling. There. I'm talking about selling my bow. Yeah. Right. So, guys, going. I've got, I'll give you eleven thousand yeah. for the bow. Yeah. Right. If you just sell and you don't want to buy. You get the 11,000 now. Right. And you say goodbye to the bow. Why can't I wait for four days and then sell it in four days' time instead because of selling he, it now? Do you have enough money to buy the things you no, want to buy? Do you have enough money to buy the giant? Yeah. If you hand over the cash, no problem. Got it. I'll hand over the cash. So you hand over 16,000. I'll sell, the, pieces, I'll sell the bow. I'll sell the bow. So that's 11,000. Okay. So he's, I'll sell well, we the bow. Let's not break this all down. We're just going to do this in one go. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? Yes, Is everybody we're not all ready. Buy? Let's go. Right. Okay. It. Sessions. Let's start with sessions. I'm going to sell. Uh, well, I'm mm-hmm. going to buy, and I'll give cash mm-hmm. for this. The plus two breastplate. The sensor. How much is that? Six thousand gold pieces. To buy. To buy. I'm going to buy a sensor of controlling air elementals. Eight thousand gold pieces and a bag of holding. Yep. Four thousand gold pieces. Eighteen thousand gold pieces in total. Cash on the table. Fine. When well, I get my breastplate, I will sell the plus one breastplate. Okay, so your breastplate's going to take eight days. It's very rare. Eight days? Yeah, I did tell you this. Did you? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Bag of holding only takes two days because it's uncommon, and the sensor of air elementals is rare and therefore takes four days. Are we starting again? Too late now. No, no, because I don't need to sell my plus one breastplate. (laughs) So I will, in eight days, I'll come back for my better breastplate. Because you're handing down cash. I'm handing out cash. Yeah. Excellent. Burple. So I am selling my boots of the oven kind, the bow of the east wind, and I will hang on to the meta magic rod for now. Yeah. And I want to buy a blus, a, a blus, a blus. A blus. A, I would buy one of those. I want to. Uh, <laughs> oh no, no, let's not start this all over again. <laughs> I want a uh, plus two breastplate, a bag of holding, okay. and a belt of hill giant strength. And you got the money? Yep. Okay, so the plus two breastplate is an eight-day wait. Yep. Are you are you putting down cash? Yeah. Okay. The belt of hilt giant strength is sixteen thousand gold pieces, and will take four days. Yeah. A bagger holding. Uh, how much a bag is? How much? Four thousand. Holding? And four. Four thousand, and it'll take two days. Two days. Okay. Right. Buggy. What are you selling? Right. You I'm selling the frost brand and ring of jumping at three thousand seven hundred and fifty. Uh, that's half value. I'll purchase at a total of mm-hmm. 11,520 the following items which do not require achievement. Cap of water mm-hmm. breathing, uncommon, 1,000 GP. An elemental gem, mm-hmm. that's the earth elemental, 960. Mm-hmm. Elixir of health, which is rare, 120. Mm-hmm. Three of those, please. Yeah. Potion of speed, which is very rare. Three yep. of those, please. That's going to take a bit of time to get together. Hole, which is rare for 8,000. That's all fine. The elixirs and the potions, you don't trade in the casinos you go into the district known as cloak and dagger that's where students from the sorcerer's spire sell potions on the side to basically make students you know, i'm not buying bloody magical items off students well in that case i could save <laughs> you a load of money available it's mechanically exactly the same you ask the student in question to make you a potion and they go off and make it it's just a bit of flavor what are the two so what levels two days uncommon uncommon Thank you. Rare for very rare eight. That's right. Above that, all bets are off because you're into legendary and yeah. these things. If there is one, there may be one in the world, and they just look at you like, is that real? Does, does that actually exist? And then finally, Parker. Right, so I am selling the Cloak of the Arachnid, the plus two longbow, the Ring of Protection, the plus two quarter star, mm-hmm. and then a gem. Mm-hmm. And then I've got 12,750 in current cash yep 
and then we've just got another seven and a half thousand. Mm -hmm. And then I am purchasing Staff of Striking, mm -hmm. which is very rare. Yeah, eight days. Eight days, 21,000. Yes. And the Iron Bands of Bilaro costing 4,000, and they're rare. So that's Excellent. Right. So in summary. And that leaves me three and a half, three, nine, three thousand something or other gold pieces. Yeah. Keep the change. It is Oort. On Tonge, the bags of holding will be available, as will the cap of water breathing, as will the elemental gem for buggy. On Thump Day, you will be able to take ownership of the Sensor of Air Elementals sessions, the Belt of Hill Giant Strength, purple, the Elixirs of Health, all three of them, buggy and the portable hole. And Parker, you will get your Iron Bands of Bilaro. Then we're going to the Next. ball, aren't we? We're not going to wait. Then you're doing whatever you're doing. Next moon day, you will be able to pick up your plus two breastplate sessions, mm -hmm. as will you, Burple. And your potions of speed will be ready, Buggy. And Parker, your staff of striking. That's in eight days' time. Everybody happy with that? Yes, I might want yeah, one more thing. And what thing. day was the... <laughs> Just injecting the most <laughs> what? kind of... <laughs> ambivalence yeah. Yeah. to the word yes the I've of... ever heard the ball yes. or whatever we're going to is in six days what's the name of the ball it's Zeech's Gala it's, yeah it's on the asthma day right by then you'll have acquired everything that is either uncommon or rare two days after the ball that's right the next week okay. you will be able to return here and pick up the Perfect. very uh, matches with my Mike. good unless somebody does yes I might do we teleport back after the um, after we've well, let's got the rare item yeah you can't I you can't. Know. You haven't got a teleport spell until you've taken a long rest. And you can't take a long rest until after midnight. Oh, Mike. well, I was sort of fast-forwarding for the well, four days. Well, let me go with Dan, and then we'll get back to How Dan. much for a brass horn of Valhalla? <laughs> we'll take four days to find, and it will cost you 8,400 gold pieces. Do you want to add it to your shopping list? No, thank you. 8,000 is more okay. than I have in cash. Right. Are we done? We're done. Okay, so you make your deals. Yeah. You sell your stuff. It takes up the bulk of the morning. They come in with one of those trays of sandwiches from Pret. There's yeah. the chicken salad. There's the salmon. There's the ham and cheese. You Anything know, but the Cheese and pickle. There's cheese and pickle. And crisps and a selection of soft drinks. You emerge from <laughs> your office, and as you do so, the door to Fortuna's office is open. Keshia pops her head around the door and says, you're all done. It's done all, all sorted. Mm -hmm. Fortuna would like a word, if you just got a second. Okay. Sitting with Fortuna at her desk is a figure. The figure is a dwarf. Don't know any dwarfs. Fortuna says, this is Mr. Gomp. Aha. Uh -huh. Gomp. Gomp. Mr. Gomp and I, or rather Mr. Gomp's family and I, have a relationship that goes back some time and that relationship was under threat and it seems that somehow and to be honest i have no idea how you have um, somehow averted that threat i have to say things didn't look great earlier on anyway i'm obviously very grateful but also mr gomp is very grateful and it so turns out that you and mr gomp your interests may be aligned gomp regards you over his enormous braided beard his beard is braided into five that signifies he is fairly senior the deity of the doors is the unibraid mm -hmm. the single band around the beard as it dangles signifying the absolute primacy top of the shot number one dwarf and as dwarves progress in seniority they braid their beards into progressively fewer braids well he's a five braid dwarf somebody to be esteemed he looks at you, he's got enormous eyebrows as well, and he says, Gentlemen, what if I was to tell you that I knew a way for you to collapse the little enterprise of our friend Mr. Elksplinter, bring it crashing down around his ears, loot his riches, and walk away laughing into the sunset? What would you say? <laughs> yeah! I'd say that's a very <laughs> tempting idea. Well, we'll find out. Hmm... <laughs> the details of that offer. What Mr. Gomp has to tell you when we pick things up next week. I think it's just, it's just Cuthbert testing us whether we're loyal to the agreement or not. That's what I reckon. Yeah. Yeah.
The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Prince of Red Hand and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Prince of Red Hand was written by Richard Pett. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Hey, cool people. Do you like mead, magic, and long walks in the icy tundra? Ever wonder what your sled dogs are thinking about? Why not cap off your night with a frosty tabletop adventure? You're my mum. They yeah. made me out of meat. Meat mother. What have I done? Did your grandma die in a lake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to ask. Uh, but it's actually because I bought some boxer shorts from Targets recently. And they forgot to remove the security clip! <laughs> In bust we must. In bust we must, indeed. On wood? Excuse me, oh, young careful, man. Careful, I've got a cut bum. <laughs> Wait, do you have a missing ring finger? No, I got yours, no. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. No. Fuck, this is a Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting all sweaty and I need a Kingston. She is desperate to keep her realm, and she will fight any that would take that away. Well, grab your Ugg boots and join Reflex Save every Wednesday on your favourite podcast platform.